hold for an important message. Hi, you've reached Maggie's voicemail. I can't come to the phone right now or I'm choosing to ignore your call. Leave a message after the tone. Maggie, we have a show on December 23rd at 8 p.m. at the Comedy Arena. I'm calling to remind you to make sure it's on your calendar because I can't do the show alone. I need you to be there. So again, December 23rd, Comedy Arena, 8 p.m. Get your tickets at thecomedyarena.com. Actually, I don't think you need a ticket since you're performing in it with me. I don't think we need tickets, uh, but I'll check. I'll check, but I'll go to thecomedyarena.com to make sure. This is Sarah. End of message. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. So I'm going to share something with you that I think you're going to find is off-brand and unstable, but I love it. Okay. We have, it's Christmas time here in the Adams household in the year of 2023, and for the past, see, Walter's going to be six, six years, maybe a little bit longer We have been gifted, Walter has been gifted, the plushes that when you press like your hand on their foot, they like dance and sing. And we have accumulated 15. Oh my God. 15 of them maybe. And my children love them. And at first I'm like, no, this isn't, this is a bit, it's fine. But now I'm like, I like them too. And then what's crazy about it is, and I'll post a video obviously, that Walter and Annie have, will both, Walter more so when he was younger, Annie's right at their age, will go and press every single one of them. At the same time. And so they're all at the same time, so they're going at the same time. And I just find it hysterical. This is... Hysterical. This is, in fact, off-brand and unstable <laughs> of you. This, I know! This is, because this is noise. This is... Yes. I, I'm going to say it. I don't know another word for it. Tacky? Ta- they're little yeah, tacky dancing sure. dolls. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they're cute. Fif- they're cute. Fifteen of them is clutter. It's a lot. You know, it's a lot. But I guess tis the season. Tis the season. So it's one of those things where it's like who you are during Christmas <laughs> is not who you are during the other months of the year. This is like what? Christmas time. Sarah is dancing <laughs> Santa, shaking his yeah. booty, singing Jingle yep. Bells next to Frosty, who sings Eating something else. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The thing is also my mom and my aunts love it too. It's like this thing in the family and Annie brought home three of my mom's the other day. Oh. We, we gift them as well because we find them. It's this hysterical thing to mm-hmm. give and to get and you put it away, you bring it out, whatever. And Annie loves them, loves them. And she brought them home 
with her when she came back from my mom's house the other day and I kept trying to say, Annie, which ones are we taking back to grandma? No. They're hers. No. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. These are mine. I do want to clarify too. I've I have two things. I have something to clarify and then a question for you. The first okay. is I want to say I love this. It is off brand <laughs> and unstable, but this is very on brand and me. You know, like this is something I yes. love about you that you have now collected this because I think it's true during the holidays it is joy filled you know yes it's something that makes no sense you never see a reindeer with a red nose doing a boogie but you can no. at Christmas it's a magical Absolutely. time so I 100%. think this is wonderful I think this is a wonderful Christmas time tradition that you have the question I have <laughs> is did were you a family that had that talking bass that hung on the wall no, we never had the talking bass. We knew of the talking bass. And whenever we see the talking bass in the mall, because it was mall times, yeah. we would all press the talking bass. But we never had it. That That's less on brand because it's not Christmas. Right. Okay. I wanted to just clarify if it was something that secretly you all kind of love <laughs> year round, but only allow yourself the indulgence during Christmas, or if it was it's in a fact holiday thing. specifically the holiday thing. It's holiday. So Christmas, okay. and then we also have a birthday bacon that has been traveling the family 15 years. And it's a bacon that talks, and it's just puns. It just tells you birthday puns oh. based on pork and bacon. Love yeah, that. It's, it's fantastic. Howdy, folks. That's what it sounds like. I'll, I'll do a video, too. But, no, it's, it's holiday-centric, and they don't yes. always stay out. Um, I will say there is one little guy that Jamie and I cannot stand. It's a marshmallow man, and he's got a graham cracker hat and a graham cracker bottom. He's holding the hat, and when you press it, it's a marshmallow world that we're living. It's great and fine. All of the other, like, animatronic things turn off after the end of the song. This guy Oh. Just keeps going until you turn them off. So if you press the button, yeah, it will not stop until you press it again. And there's no off switch for him either. Yeah, he thinks you so, want some more of him. <laughs> Nailed it. Tried to get rid of that one to my parents' house, and Walter had a meltdown because that was his favorite. So I'm like, yeah. whatever. We'll just yeah. hide it. I'm are s'mores Christmas? No, s'mores are just cold and winter you know yeah. and so i think they're yeah. associated a lot of times with christmas the holidays but i'll okay. eat a s'more any day of the week i would too so we're talking about maggie something that's gaudy and ridiculous and i love it and it seems off brand my fact though is going to be very on brand oh good so are you ready for it i am so ready for this on brand fact well, all aboard, this fact is much better than the actual movie itself. Tom Hanks played six different roles in the movie The Polar Express. In addition to voicing the terrifying conductor, Hanks also plays the hero boy, father, Hoba, Scrooge, and Santa Claus. Confession, I have never seen this movie. Good. Good. Um, yeah, I feel like this is a movie that I've only heard made fun of. I think there was a lot of, if I'm remembering correctly, a lot of press leading up to it about how incredible the technology is. 
right? I feel like you're right. Yeah, I, I feel like I remember that too. And then people were like, huh, not for me. <laughs> this is not for I don't understand why they keep pushing it though. Like they're coming out with some other Polar Express something. Like there are themes Polar Express with this movie everywhere. And I'm like, this is a terrible kids movie. I only made it through like the first 20 minutes. I'm like, turn it off. This no. is terrifying. We are strictly Grinch and Frosty the Snowman from 1969 in my household. Great. Uh, we have not watched Polar Express. They do do Polar Express Day at school, which I think is just reading the book. Oh, okay. Is there okay. a book? I is have no idea. I don't know. I feel like I I'd like... heard of the Polar Express before Tom Hanks ruined the Polar Express. And I don't yeah. use that lightly because I love Tom Hanks. But love Tom I, Hanks. I can't even watch it because I've heard so many horrible things and I don't want to put myself through that. And for him to play so many roles makes me think other people knew what was up before Tom did. Like Tom got yeah. this contract and they're like, look, we're hyping it up, but it's not going to be that good. You're going to look uber creepy. Your character itself is going to be off-putting. Mm-hmm. There's going to be lots of children that you're going to have to like portray because he can't get any other actors to sign on. No one else wants to do this movie. Will you do all of it? And he said, I'm up for the challenge. Because he's a national treasure. He just wants to help everybody out. He yeah. really does. Um, so let's help everybody else out, Maggie, and get to the react. So are you ready to react? I am. Okay. What is your least favorite holiday movie? This is hard. Um, because, is again, I don't watch a ton of holiday movies. I watch The Grinch. I watch Frosty the Snowman from 1969. Even um, Pre-Kids? Pre-Kids, I liked The Grinch, too. The Grinch is objectively all of The Grinches. I've never seen a bad Grinch. Even So the Jim Carrey and the original? Original Jim Carrey in the 2018, I think, with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, maybe. Never seen it. Never Someone seen told it. me that's who's in it, but I could be repeating a falsity. I feel like that should be fact-checked before it airs. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, 2018 is one, and that's animated, and that's fun, too. We've watched that a couple times. Yeah, Grinch is really good, really solid. You know what I never really – isn't Heat Miser? Is that one? Heat? You know those Disney classics where it's like Rudolph, but it's like claymation? Yes, I know. Isn't that Frosty the Snowman? With No. You know, no, Frosty, Frosty the Snowman from 1969 is animated. It's about 25 minutes long. It's okay. just precious. Uh, but this one, you know all those like clay ones? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Rudolph. It's the Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, I never really, even as a kid, I was kind of like, this feels a little whiny. Yeah. It felt a little, a little ugh, lackluster. Of things I've seen, I think, in my childhood memory, that one stands out as one that I was not a fan of. I know a lot of people hate Love Actually. I don't hate it. It has like a nostalgia piece for me. I know it's problematic because everyone's a monster and they're all horrible relationships. But isn't that what Love Actually is? As to Earth Signs, Sarah and Maggie are always preparing, which is why it's time to play Till Death Do Us Part. Aww, why? The game where they interview potential replacement besties in case the other one kicks the can. Sarah. 
Sarah, I'm so excited for you to meet your new potential replacement best friend. Emily Badeau is one of a kind. I had the pleasure of working with her on a sketch show a few years ago where she embroidered custom booby drawings for every member of the cast. She's a oh self-proclaimed weirdo, but I just call her lovable. Sarah, please welcome this improviser, sketch writer, and performer, and theatrical actress, Emily Badeau. Hi, Sarah. I'm so excited to meet you and throw my hat in the ring to be your bestie. I am very weird, but I'm a Hufflepuff at heart, very loyal, and uh, I will... I will I'll do my best. We're going to have a bunch of questions. I do like that you audibly gasped and giggled when I reminded you of your booby embroidery, which was I, such a talent. <laughs> I did because like I forget that I did that and then every now and then I remember and I just remember like frantically sitting in my <laughs> in my apartment in my old apartment on Ferguson Road just like on the floor surrounded by like both sketches of boobs and like not finished racks and stuff and the guy I was dating at the time turned the corner and he kind of looked around and he was like I I appreciate this journey you're going on this is yes <laughs> it was and it, the end product was phenomenal I think about them all the time like 10 out of 10 yeah. it's one of those things that you just you forget about like you said and then you're just walking and you remember it and you're like wow booby embroidery incredible but we have we have to get into these very important questions in order to determine your bestie status. So I'm just going to dive right in if you're all right with that. Let's do it. All right. So Emily, would you rather be improvising with someone who constantly no buts or performing in a scripted show with a scene partner who has forgotten all of their lines? Oh my gosh. Scripted show mostly because I assume that if we're writing a show together, then I like them mm. and I'll be able to, um, we like each other. We have a mutual respect for each other. And chances are they're also probably an improviser. I feel like we would together be able to work our way out of that more reliably than me being in a scene with somebody and no budding. I think that, I think I would be able to like make the scene with the no budding work, but we would come out of it and they would not want to be my friend. I would, I feel like I would somehow <laughs> turn it into like, you know, I identify your no budding and I'm going to raise you one by making you think about your childhood. So for the sake of everybody involved, mm -hmm. we'll go with the sketch show, I think. It's more of like a collaborative, it's like, wow, you've forgotten your lines, but I can help you out and you help me out versus you're being a jerk and I will make you recognize where this trauma has come from for you to act in exactly, this horrible way. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like if you are in a situation, especially in improv, and now this is my soapbox, where somebody is like no budding you, they've already violated the social contract of we're a team, we're here to have fun, let's make it good. So yeah, like they've, they have set the standard and you are totally allowed to you're allowed to meet them there. <laughs> well, that is the <laughs> correct answer. So that is absolutely right. You should, you would, it would be much more fun to yes and with someone in a scripted show than no but ever. 100%. I completely agree with everything that was just said. And I am so excited. This is the direction our conversation is going. Um, specifically for this next question, Emily, are you ready for your second would you rather? Yes. I appreciate the deep breath because you're going to need it. <laughs> would you rather 
be stuck in the elevator for hours with someone who won't stop popping their knuckles or stuck in the elevator with the song simply having a wonderful Christmas time playing on repeat. Ooh, controversial, popping knuckles. I pick popping knuckles person. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we're, it, and it's hours, mm-hmm. the scenario is hours. Hours, I would hours. be more impressed with the fact that they would be able to continually do it. And then it would yeah. turn into me trying to like, okay, well, how, like, how how far can this popping go like it like what positions are we like like do, do you have like what is it called like dactyly whatever it is where they're like double jointed or whatever do you have, are are do you have arthritis like what that feels like a conversation starter i am not, i am not a christmas person which would and this may tank this entire interview process so i'm sorry be honest i mean we want to hear your truth your honesty so explain yourself My- Oh gosh, my truth is is that Christmas is an abhorrent time of year for me. I I respect I respect the boundless joy <laughs> that people can find in giving gifts. My weakness is giving gifts. I do not feel like I'm good at it. I, I get cold feet and I second guess. So there's there's that piece, and then there's also the very milk toast like commercialism too campy for me. And honestly, the song simply having a wonderful Christmas time is the epitome of what you disdain about Christmas. It's very campy. Mm-hmm. It's very plastic. And honestly, if you had to listen to it for hours on repeat with no reprieve, I I would believe that's a sign of like torture. Yeah. And, and I just want to say, Emily, real quickly, that was the correct answer. Selecting being stuck in the elevator with someone popping their knuckles versus being stuck in the elevator with that awful song playing over and over and over again. And even though I am a Paul McCartney, wonderful Christmas time fan, I am an apologist for the song. I don't think it's the worst song ever written. I would say there's many songs that are worse. I do agree that (laughs) That would not be a fun experience to hear that over and over again. You're right with the conversation starter. And might I just suggest, I just heard you mentioning you don't know what to give people, but embroidered boobies could be a universal (laughs) gift. But I do have one final question for you. And this is very important. I mean, I'm two for two. So bring it on. Okay. All right. Let's see. This is the difference between getting a 66 and getting a 100 though, you know? This could make or Please break Please don't it. tell my only child self that. Please don't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Emily, would you rather have the smell of pickles stuck in your nostrils forever or the taste of tuna lingering in your mouth? Both of you should go to prison. Um, <laughs> I, oh, man. Pickles in... Okay. Can we... Can we is it is it just the classic vlasic dill smell or can i and like star kissed tuna not it can't be like the cute little lemon tuna packet or like a fun no it's standard you pop it open and that's what you got you got it in your mouth you got it in your nose is is it purely and i don't mean to split hairs is this purely psychosomatic or Okay, yes. cool. So I'm not going to go up to somebody and like, they can smell the tuna. No one else would smell the tuna. No one else would smell the pickle. It would just be for you. It's okay. 
tuna taste. Mm-hmm. I have a thing with food where if I like if I get a certain smell in my mouth or if I get like just the right whiff of it, it'll put me off of it for the mm-hmm. rest. Like I could be in the middle of cooking like a really nice dish or something that I've been looking forward to making takes me an hour or whatever. And then I, if I get just the right smell, I'm done. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with tuna. Well, so your, your final answer is tuna in the mouth. Oh, your face is telling me that that wasn't right. <laughs> that oh, no. actually was right, Emily. That was right. That's the Ding 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 ding! I'm the only thing that I've ever wanted ever. Yay, and I got it. You did, and 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 we would normally debrief off to the side and confirm that, but I think it's safe to say, Sarah, Emily's a shoe in. One hundred percent, shoe in. Thank you for hopping on. And if people want to get to know you better, see you be weird on stage or whatever you're up to, where can people find you on the internet and in real life? Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I am evil flying machine, all one word, no caps. And if you want to see me live, I perform um, almost every Friday and Saturday night in Dallas at the Dallas Comedy Club in Deep Ellum with uh, prime time and uh, thank goodness it's Friday, which are two, the two short form shows there. And they're on Friday and Saturday night, respectively. They're the house select group of uh, short form performers. And, uh, yeah. Um, I'm also, I also make regular guest appearances, uh, at various places around DFW. So yeah. We can't wait to see you and you make us laugh in person. Thank you so much for being here today. It's a bestie connection. Thanks for playing along. That's it for this episode. Wasn't that fun? Now it's time for you to subscribe and follow. And share this episode with a friend. Ooh, maybe even your bestie. Find us everywhere online at Unstable Topics. And for more antics, visit us at The Monthly Junk. Bye. Bye. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 